forced to relocate their den, Kate, Humphrey, and the pups befriend Amy, a dinosaur, who what needs to fuck? stop digging before a T-Rex's spirit emerges, just like hers did. Oh now they will have to work together <laughs> before it's too late. So they're not even just dinosaurs, they're dinosaur ghosts! <laughs> Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations, all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm an 18% critic rating on the website RottenTomatoes.com. And this week, we have a howling good time with the 2010 animated film Alpha and Omega. Before we talk about the... um, wolf cast system remember you can help us on mortify the legitimacy quest by subscribing to us on youtube itunes or spotify signing up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes or following us on twitter and tumblr at mortified pod layla aaron why are we doing this um because my friend minnie came to visit me over thanksgiving break and we had a little uh movie marathon where we went to watch some shitty movies and we found this and my jaw dropped to the floor about 10 minutes in and i couldn't pick it back up for the next 72. that's pretty fair yeah that was i had a similar experience earlier today when i watched it and i was like there's no fucking way that this movie exists um you know, normally here at Mortified, we don't like to take the the tact of, like, we're going to shit all over something. Um, we do like to watch bad movies, but, like, you know, there there comes a time in a podcast's life where you have to make a choice that's, like, are we just going to be like, wow, this movie was fucking dog shit? Or are we going to, you know, try to, to figure out, like we did with Xenosaga 2, you know, what worked, what didn't work, etc. What, what is the tack we're trying to take today? <laughs> Uh, I think I'm just here for, uh, as you said, a howling good time. All right. Well, without further ado, let me do the plot summary. Kate's your typical alpha wolf who doesn't have time for fun. She's got to slay that prey in order to keep her pack fed. (laughs) But when she's arranged to marry the son of the eastern wolves whose howl just can't keep her satisfied, she wonders if there might be something wrong with her culture's caste system. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, she does get abducted by park rangers while her nice guy associate Humphrey uh, is negging her, uh, and the two of them have to make it from Idaho to Canada before war breaks out over her disappearance. Um, also, she has a sister, <laughs> Lily, who is in the Omega cast. Uh, uh, Kate is uh, in the Alpha cat cast, obviously. Um, and Lily tries to steal Kate's betrothed. Um, specifically, she, um, you know teaches him how to in the in this universe she basically she teaches him what the clitoris is um (laughs) and so when humphrey and kate you know eventually fall in love and do the fucking stupid you know romance arc uh she can step in and marry this this leader from the the other uh clan and the unite the packs and everything's great uh also there are some married birds we'll we'll get to them but yeah that's that's alpha and omega it's extremely predictable and straightforward and not a very good movie as we uh alluded yeah um you want to talk about how do you feel about our boy humphrey yeah i don't know he fucking sucked (laughs) yeah he's not great (laughs) like his whole deal okay i feel like i should preface this with like so the omegas right first up before 
you know, not that people tweeted us, but in theory, right, people would be tweeting us and be like, oh, hey, why don't you bring up the fact that there's no such thing as alpha and beta and omega wolves? Because that's a thing that was invented uh, for from a study in 1947, um, which we're probably not going to link in the show notes, but it's called Expression Studies on Wolves, and it, it only happens with wolves in captivity and you know, there's a bunch of other stuff. We know that, but we're just engaging with the world that is presented to us, okay? Um, but basically, right, the alpha wolves their whole job is to you know hunt caribou and lead the pack and the omega wolves job (laughs) is to act as essentially court jesters um their whole they're like there's a there's a scene where in the beginning where humphrey and his gang of uh fucking stooges um like happens upon this fight between the two alphas of the eastern and the western pack the western for all intents and purposes are good guys um and like Mm -hmm. they yeah weird uh they break this up by um doing a stand-up bit about eating berries uh and it's it's just just wild and incomprehensible and i hated it the jokes are quite bad um but it does kind of set the stage this like they 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 do they happen upon this because they are doing this log sled like a luge or you know what what's the other sledding sport like a bobsled but kind of yeah they're basically doing like a bobsled sort of deal down a hill in in half of a log and like that's they're they're like having fun they're just like boys that love to have fun anyway that's what the omegas do uh is is they're just weird jokesters but humphrey uh has sights uh set above his his social status he's in love with kate um played by fucking hayden panettiere of uh kingdom hearts fame (laughs) Uh, (laughs) fucking Kyrie's in this um but like yeah i mean his whole romance with her is like oh you know she she's really committed to her you know her marriage with this other guy from the other clan um garth um but like he's like despite that i don't like him i'm in love with her so i'm just gonna keep doing these bad jokes um and replying to her tweets until she falls in love with me and it uh you know it works to his credit i guess but i don't know he just sucked i didn't i didn't like any part of him as a character i i don't think he experienced any significant growth like his his arc doesn't change he's the same person at the beginning as he is at the end so like you know i i don't like him this is really an exploration of what would happen if the reply guy won. Like, what is the reply guy thinking when he's responding to tweets? And it's whatever is happening in this movie. I think particularly a- applicable if your reply guy is a furry. Um, but no hate to furries. They're great patrons no, of the arts. No, we love furries. <laughs> Pro furry podcast. We've said this before. Um... Humphrey sucks. And here's the thing. If there is this concept in improv. I forget what that, the name of the actual thing is. But, like, basically, you don't want to be building your audience up for a joke. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to, like, um, be like, oh, uh, well, this is what this means. And it's going to be so funny when you find out. You're going to find out later and keep, like, diverting the audience's attention. And it's the same thing. You can't say that you're, you have a whole cast of funny, funny jokesters who are so funny that they heal international divides and then none of them are funny. Yeah, like, I mean, the jokes are fucking just dog shit. I mean, I, I, I get that this is a kid's movie and, like, the jokes are kind of just in there to fill space, but, like, 
it's it's really bad. Well, apparently they don't heal all that much anyway for the kids because I was reading some of the reviews and some woman was like, yeah, um, this movie is uh, wolf shit and uh, you, you think it was just for kids, but the kids all looked horrified uh, when like things were being ripped apart and like caribou were being torn apart and Eve was making all those threats. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um anyway he's our protagonist shall we talk about his love interest kate Kyrie. yeah Kyrie. let's talk about kate kate's a girl boss girl boss slay this is a hallmark movie um about wolves and mm-hmm. uh she's the serious um business only duty first um young lady and you can tell that this movie wants to be how to Train Your Dragon, and also Balto. Have you seen either of those? <laughs> Once when I was a very... I saw Balto when I was a very young child. Have not yet seen How to Train Your Dragon. Balto rules and How to Train Your Dragon rules. They both rule. They're great. Um, but, like, you know, in How to Train Your Dragon, Astrid is, like, the self-serious, like, duty-first girl, and then Hiccup is, like, this goofball. But the thing is that Hiccup is charming and he learns things. Mm-hmm. So when when Astrid has a romance arc with him, it's compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. It's not, uh, you know, poor poor Kate is stuck with this goober after she got kidnapped from Canada and mm-hmm. trafficked, trafficked into the United States into mm-hmm. a whole different type of ecology. Um, you know, there's a bunch of moments where, like, People are like, oh, you're here to, or the geese. The geese are like, you're yes. here to repopulate. And, and Humphrey's like drooling and Kate has to like ignore the sexual, workplace sexual harassment. Like shut yeah. him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's really it's cool bad. that when the person you get kidnapped with is like, well, I guess we're kidnapped. We might as well fuck. And it's like, hey, dog, maybe we should focus on not being kidnapped first, actually. Yeah, so um, I, I, I find it hard to talk about Kate because Kate didn't get to do anything about <laughs> Just like other characters played by Hayden Panettiere and properties covered by this podcast, not any agency. No whoopsie doops. Uh, she um, does. One thing Kate does do is that she could do the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, spin roll, which is a wild bit of animation. Yeah, there's a lot of wild animation in this one. Uh, Lily is played by my girl, Christina Ricci. Um, what stuff is Christina Ricci being in? Christina Ricci uh, uh, plays in one of my favorite rom-coms, Penelope 2006, that everyone should see and watch and all and love. Hmm. It's beautiful. Okay. It has, it has uh, not James McAvoy, the other one who looks like James McAvoy. In it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about Lily? I like Lily a lot. Lily was, like, of the wolves, probably my favorite wolf. Um, like, her, her whole deal is just, like, showing... Um, you know, for, first we get set up that she's an Omega and she's like, oh, I can't fight you, my sister, because I'm an Omega and I'm weak, uh, as is dictated by my blood. <laughs> and, and, um, later on, like, you know, she, she seduces Garf. I mean, seduces implies intent. They fall in love. It's fine. Uh, it's the only romance in this that works for me. Oh, that's not true, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh, there there's two that work mm-hmm. that are um, not this. Yes. Um, but like. You know, I, I think that she she does a pretty good job of being like, oh, hey, you know, I'm a silly Omega, um, and my whole thing is doing turtle impressions. <laughs> and, you know, because of the consistency and simplicity and the understatedness of her performance, I was like, that's fine. I'll take it. It's a fucking oasis in this desert of a film. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like I liked Lily just fine. I, I liked her a lot. I like her silly emo hairstyle. It made me laugh. It's really good, especially when Garth <laughs> makes her like brush it back and does the whole like tie your hair back or, th- or like let your hair down thing, except with it. <laughs> this haircut. Stolen <laughs> hair. Stolen directly from the Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very much violet. You know, oh my lord. Yeah, um, they all do have hair, which is I think incredibly funny, and a lot of it is like mullety. Yeah, no, it's like wolves have manes, right? Sure, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a shit about wolves. Maybe they do, but like it's it's a distinctive part of their body, and it's weird. Anyway, let's talk about their dads. Um, they had a broke back mountain summer at one point or another. Yeah, so there's Winston, the leader of the Western Wolves, uh, and and Kate's dad, and there's Tony, uh, leader of the Eastern Wolves, and Garth's dad. Uh, Their whole deal is that they're setting their two kids up to, you know, unite their clans or whatever. Um, But they do very much have, like, you know, one time we did, like, go fishing and explore each other's bodies in the cabin. Uh, And that's how uh, Tony's fucking disc got busted. (laughs) (laughs) literally broke his back huh (laughs) yeah that's my fan theory okay great good (laughs) thank you for that uh i i like that the bad guy is named tony and he's like kind of a mobster um Mm -hmm. other than that they're both completely fine I mean, Winston kind of sucks because he's like, yeah, I totally told my my daughter that I was going to engage, you know, I, I arranged for her to be married. And like, she's standing in the background. And then when he turns around, he's like, uh oh. And then she's like, no, it's fine. I get it. Um, So like that, just a wild choice. Again, you could just, you could have just set up from the beginning that she knew she had to get married to Garth. But uh, again, you have to just a bunch of like plot threads that are just kind of woven in and out and never resolved. But whatever. Eve yeah. on the other hand. Eve on the other hand fucking rules. Because what did she say? She said, I'm gonna take your eyeballs and shove them down your throat so that you can watch me rip your carcass open with my claws. That shit rules. She that was a fucking raw time. line. That was a great line in a film that was desperate for any sort of uh <laughs> narrative heft. Um yeah, I mean she's like a weird, like overbearing waspy type. Um, I I guess as much as a wolf from Canada can be a white Anglo-Saxon <laughs> Protestant, but um, you know she she be a she wolf Anglo Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Ah, there we go. <laughs> There's her episode title. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Um, but basically, yeah, I mean, like she she you know it, it has a lot of high demands for her daughter, but is also very protective of of Kate. Doesn't really care that much for Lily. Um, I, I guess she's just like, you know, she's very worried about preserving the social, the status and, and the caste system, which I don't love about her, but you know, I'll, I'll allow it, I guess, because she, she, you know, scares all the other wolves with her like uh, propensity for explicit violence. I think one of my favorite Eve moments that wasn't like an explicit threat was, uh, when Lily tries to get her attention to be like, I can show Garth around while Kate's gone. Um, she just turns around, she goes, not now, honey, mommy's in a rage. <laughs> yes, that's very, that was very good. I like that. One of the um, only shining light moments in this slog. Yes, I agree. Um, how you feel about our boy Garth? He's a Chad. I mean, he's, he's extremely like, he is the archetypical alpha, right? <laughs> he's an alpha's alpha, um, and he doesn't know where the clitoris is. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> All right, Maybe. so let's explain that. Um... Go ahead. So, so this is a kids' movie, right? 
Um, I had to explain this to my wife earlier. <laughs> Uh, oh god! You didn't you didn't call me in. You didn't make me have on Discord for that. No, I didn't. I didn't want two people to watch me embarrassingly explain this. So, you can't you can't talk about sex, explicit sex in a kids movie, right? Although they do kind of do that. At the, it's fine, but like the metaphor, the euphemism for sex that they use is howling. That's why the alphas and the omegas can't howl together, right? That's polluting the bloodlines or whatever fucking racist shit that people who believe in caste systems love um but like basically when garth and kate you know hang out and they're like trying to introduce you know get to know each other kate's like really impressed with garth he's like oh he's really big and strong and he does all these fucking lifts uh you know he works out a lot he's really into fitness um but they demonstrate that he is sexually impotent by the fact that he you know he does this howl you know this 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 big howl that is like just it sounds like oh it's like you know intentionally very bad and they followed that up with him looking barreling the camera with those wolfish eyes and asking was that good for you uh <laughs> and i had to go for a walk afterwards because that was that was the kind of sunday that i was going to have <laughs> It gets worse. It gets worse because Kate is like, I'll be right back. And she like starts to leave. And he's like, wait, you're leaving? And she's like, oh, no, I'll be back. And he goes, okay, I'll just, I'll just keep my vocal cords warm for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she goes and she runs into fucking Humphrey, which wild. And he's just like, who takes a break 10 minutes into a howl? And she goes, me, I do. <laughs> the word howl with with fuck and it would still make complete sense in fact it would make more sense i was gonna say that like it doesn't make sense outside of the euphemism right that it's just like do you think that wolves like maybe wolves howl consistently for you know up to half an hour to an hour at a time i don't know um but like it, it, it it's clearly a joke for the the parents that would be watching and it's just a wild thing to to be in there but I mean, I guess they got us talking about it. So good for you, fucking Crest Animation. You got us. Uh, I like Garth though. Eventually, he comes. He like you know he he brushes Lily's hair back and turns her into the, the prom queen, and they unite the they abolish the caste system. So good for Garth. Eventually, yeah. he, eventually she has to like show him how to howl. Hence the jokes about finding the, the clit. But that's that's their arc, and it's pretty fine. I'm glad she put the work in and got to reap the rewards. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your favorite characters, Marcel and Patty. I don't know why I latched on to these birds so much. <laughs> but basically, um, so there's Marcel and Patty, who one of them is a French Canadian goose, and the other one is a British duck, uh, and they play golf. Uh, and that's kind of their whole deal. They're very clearly married, um, and that's fine. Uh, I, you know, I think that bird same-sex marriage should be legalized. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, basically there's a bunch of, like, really stupid golf jokes. Um, but largely they just, like, you know, make fun of uh, Humphrey and Kate not really being into each other until they are. Um, and, you know, help them along their, their voyage. I, I just thought that, you know, their dialogue was much more like, oh, you know, like two characters that have known each other for many years and, you know, have a fun like married couple banter uh which was a welcome break from kate and humphrey's like constant sniping so yeah uh and again this movie wants to be balto so bad like it's clearly supposed to be a uh, boris uh the goose 
So, you know, they did. Yeah. They, the golf jokes were funny, though. So it's yeah. all right. At the, at the very end, they, they convinced the dad wolves to retire and go play golf with them, which is very fun. That was my favorite bit of the whole movie. So. It was my favorite bit, like imagining how creatures without opposable thumbs are supposed to golf. Like, do they make little attachments for their snoots? To, mm-hmm. to golf i want to know i want to see that's the sequel i want to see but we'll get back to that we'll get to the fucking sequels <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right <sighs> so let's talk about some choices yeah let's um okay so like i don't know why they made the omegas court jesters they could have just made them like an oppressed underclass because if you're gonna do a fucking caste system you might as well just be like you know, there's there's the people who reap the rewards at the top of the pyramid and, you know, the, the laborers or the exploited class that is being crushed beneath its heavy blocks. This um, movie was written by an Omega is the reason. This, oh, this was I written by, by a funny guy who's lost the girl before. And now you gotta be like, wow, we're an important part of the ecosystem. We're funny. That's important, right? You gotta provide. We can provide joy and laughter. That's that's what this smelled like to me. Um, is this is, is an Adam Sandler movie <laughs> come to life um, into a person who wrote this film? I see. Yeah. So that's my theory. That's my other fan theory that I'm presenting to you. About the movie Alpha and Omega. Oh no, like, no, you're completely right. Right, there's this point in your, that you know in your notes that you wrote that like they're you know they're they're funny. They they should be they're way better than those uh, stupid chads who can't fuck. And that's exactly 100 percent correct. Yeah. So it's just like I, I'm glad that Garth wasn't demonized, but come on, mm-hmm. you know I yeah. can. I see what's going. I see what you're doing. Very nice guys finish. I like that is that's the like it fits in the zeitgeist, right? Because like this is around those times we were getting like forgetting Sarah Marshall and like all those movies starring your like funny guys with an average face. The Michael Sarah era. It is. I like to call it the Michael era, if you will. (laughs) God, (laughs) another potential episode title. Um. but like yeah it, it, you're you're 100 right and i it, it is so clear in in picking apart this film that that is the intention um another thing about the comedy that i i want to bring up what do you do kids find physical comedy and animation funny animation is physical comedy it's just bad here okay so because i i had this thought but there's this very long extended chase when fucking humphrey is chasing the geese um and like it goes on for like five minutes it's really boring uh but like the whole time he's like you know getting his his dick smashed on rocks and like getting flung into trees i'm just like i don't know if this isn't funny because it's just not funny or because like i there's not a real actor and i'm not seeing blood it's just not funny because it's just not funny like okay so um there's a animation test that went public from sony of um a 3d popeye that is so fucking good and funny. The physical comedy in it is so on point. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay. But, like, I also think about just, like, Shrek 2. There's a point where there's a, a hidden... I still think about this moment 
it's been like decades since I've seen this movie in theaters. And I think about this moment from the time I saw it in theaters. There's a hidden door that opens when the princesses are up to shit. And when the doors open, it's just like, oh, a fairy tale scene, like carved into the relief or whatever. When the door closed, the frog on the rock kisses the horse's ass. And I think that's very funny. So like animation is... For kids, anyway. Largely physical comedy. And it's just bad here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's anything else to add on to that. I think you're you're 100% correct. Um, <sighs> we did. We already talked about the howling a bit. Um, so that means we get to talk about the librarian and the ex-biker. And I just have one question. Me and who? Me and who? Hey, any bikers listening to our podcast? Um, so there's a, they're trying to escape from Idaho, right? And they are gonna hitch a ride in this like couple's trailer. Um, and like the, the first thing that tipped me off that I was like, oh, this is they're doing something interesting here is that like the the trailer has like a bumper sticker that says librarians rule on it um and i was like okay that's interesting and then like we see this guy with like you know this big park ranger with like big bulging muscles and he goes and like his little old old lady wife is just like oh you're hey baby what's up and it's just like they do a cute little dance sequence and like because they are not trying to be anything besides just like a couple that's like in love but it's funny because they're an odd couple i found it really endearing i i, I don't know why it was like anything especially good it was just like a weird character choice that i liked and like of course their you know their opposites attracts pairing is supposed to illustrate that humphrey humphrey and kate can you know um, make their relationship work a thing that you always want um when you're looking for a life partner is to have to work at it and you know make conscious efforts to mesh your personalities together um but like i really like the librarian and the the biker it's funny well, because I think in a movie that's trying so hard all the time, it's just nice to see something organic and, like, that's not trying that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these guys. I think they're great. I think their dance sequence was too long, but everything in yes. this movie is too long. So mm-hmm. yeah. how dare I complain? And then, of course, the movie decides to, like, ruin the vibe it just set up with this endearing sequence with the fact that the joke of the next scene is that Humphrey really has to piss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of piss humor. He drinks his own piss at one point. Mm, uh, it's really, that. really, really funny. Um, and then they follow up this, like, he has to go pee. He finds a donut or a cupcake. Probably another great line in this is that, like, he reveals to the the, the French goose that he blew it all for a cupcake. And the goose just responds, what a ridiculous dessert. <laughs> Which did do it for me. Um, <laughs> Again, of- <laughs> when it's not trying, <laughs> there's almost something there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I want to, I kind of want to zero in on that because like, you know, these like throwaway gags, these characters that aren't supposed to matter, um, you know, like that, that's the stuff that worked for me. And then I was like, okay, this is like, all right, this isn't bad. If if the movie was mostly this, I'd, I'd say it's a pretty good movie. Um, and I'm just like, I think I'm probably going to write my next monthly essay about like dissecting bad media and pulling bits apart from it that work and like understanding why you know, either within or without of context, like why those are important and and useful elements of of a media property. But like, you know, did did you have anything that stood out to you that that you felt worked really well? No, I I think this is a largely irredeemable attempt at (laughs) 
a film because like when i sit there and i'm like what worked for me was the fact that i found it insane <laughs> that my entertainment was all ironic um because when i sit there and i try to workshop it in my head and i'm like okay how do you fix this like how do you how do you extract the bits that are good and then like make a better movie in the spirit of those bits like the whole thing fundamentally has to change because i'm like fuck the cast system make it a romeo and juliet thing which already upends the entire premise of your motion picture film mm -hmm. so for me the gay geese worked the back disc thing worked for me i thought that was funny yeah um it's, it's very good yeah but that's that's it really Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is that, like, the problem with media is that it is always in context. It is always, you know, dependent on the stuff that it built earlier in itself. So, like, you don't get the gay geese without this whole wild setup. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to pick this apart in this essay that I'm thinking about writing. Maybe, maybe this will come to naught, but I do hope that I can find some way to talk about extracting um you know salvageable ideas or or bits or something from from irredeemable media but that'll be a project for me sometime this week well, um i have faith in you first of all but i think you know what let's talk about what the creators of this film extracted in order to make seven sequels yeah so despite the fact that we think this movie is is horseshit um there are there are a lot of direct to DVD movies that followed it. There sure sure are. Would you like to guess at the names of Kate and Humphrey's three kids? I will give you a hint. One of them is just straight up named Runt. One of cool. them has a human name, and one of them is named an adjective. Okay, so we got Runt, a human name. Uh, I think that will be the... I, I assume there's two boys and a girl. So um, I'm guessing the human name is just like Jenny. Uh, and I think that the adjective is named... Um, hmm, what's a thing that Humphrey does? Uh, I think... Um, it's, not, it's not like an adverb. It's, it's, it's a thing, a bad thing someone could be. Okay, uh, misogynist. Some misogynist Jenny and Runt. Yes. Um, close. Uh, their names are Claudette, Stinky, and Runt. Stinky, of course. Stinky. Yes. Yeah, you want to name Not your a son Stinky? Normal thing to name your firstborn <laughs> son. Excellent. Um, cool. What? What holiday is this film about? I'm assuming. I'm assuming Christmas. What's Correct. the title? It's What's the title howl. of this one? It's a holiday adventure. Yes. Okay. So um, the second about one Christmas. is okay. it, it is a Christmas special, you know. Fuck it. Um, sure. I want to get to the interesting ones. Yeah. So, um, what? The next motion picture film is called Alpha and Omega Three: The Great Wolf Games. What do you think is the the inciting incident of these here games? <sighs> What was the inciting incident of the Olympics, I guess, is the question. Like, is this some fucking Peloponnesian War shit? Um, God. 
I bet the inciting incident is that um, they have to auction off Claudette as a prize to unite a different wolf clan, and she will be betrothed to the winner of the Great Wolf Games. All of the alphas that are supposed to be competing in the Great Wolf Games suffer a terrible accident and are injured and put out of commission, and they're... What and then uh, uh, good news, our favorite side character that we haven't brought up yet, the the bear that has a personality, he mm-hmm. comes back. I guess I guess the uh, uh, the puberty bear puberty hasn't hit him yet, where he loses his humanity and becomes yeah. You just a- you stop being a person in a bear once you hit <laughs> once you once you age thirteen years old, uh, and you stop you lose the ability to speak and you just become a bloodthirsty monster. It's fine. Uh, great, good, excellent. Let's so I, about, I hold oh on. So the cast, so the cast system still exists at this point. They haven't eliminated yeah. it. Yeah. They just, they just abolished the rule that said alphas and omegas can't marry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good. We haven't had any fundamental. We have had a small change to the society. I guess that's good. I guess that's progress. Fucking. What's our next holiday special? Uh, so this is the the legend. Wait. This is not the Legend of Sawtooth Cave. This is Legend of Sawtooth Cave, and, and it's a holiday special. It's a holiday special. What holiday? And it's not. It's not Christmas. It's not Christmas. I think it's Easter. I think it's when Wolf <laughs> Jesus <laughs> rose from the dead. And yeah, they go. That's the Sawtooth Cave. That's how they know that the cave mm-hmm. that the, <laughs> the Sawtooth Stone was rolled away. <laughs> so it's a Halloween adventure. Okay, I guess that's fine. Um. And uh, after exploring the haunted Sawtooth Cave and finding a wolf who has been driven away from her pack, Runt musters all of her courage to help her. That's the IMDb summary. Very enlightening. Okay. Is that um, is that special wolf a ghost? It seems like that's what they're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a special ghost wolf. So ghosts are real in the Alpha and Omega uh, universe. Cool. Um, now we're coming up on Alpha and Omega 5. Family vacation. Family vacation, yeah, because when you're a wolf, sometimes you gotta get away from the wolf office. <laughs> um, Pack up for a howling fun movie adventure God damn it. filled with action, laughs, and tender moments as Kate and Humphrey take their pups on their first family vacation. Uh-huh, that sounds about right. Do you know where they're vacationing? Um... Uh, no idea. Um, however, I did just pick up a. Layla looks like she's been struck. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Um. Layla has not opened their eyes <laughs> in several seconds. So. You're straight. So this won't make any sense to you. Nope. <laughs> The theme song for this movie is King by Years and Years. Okay. Years and Years is a good musician, is the thing. Hmm. That I listen to actively. Well, I mean... Is the thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, Mr. Years and Years, I guess. Um, I mean, this sorry. is the fifth best uh, Alpha and Omega <laughs> yeah. movie, so maybe it's great. I, you know what, I'm, if this is what helped kickstart his career, uh, God bless. Um, the thing I was trying to get at that's written next to this fact that just blew my bonk open um, is that uh, which of the children do you think is the oldest? Um, I think it's uh, Claudette. It's Stinky. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, you... it was the firstborn. Excellent. The first, 
the first son. Mm-hmm. Stinky. As soon as he was out the womb, Humphrey was just like, oh, mm, I don't think so. All right, let's talk about Alpha and Omega 7, the big freeze. We're not going to talk about Journey to, to Bear Kingdom? That's next. Oh, is it? I must have had him in the wrong order. Seven? Um, no. Well, Journey to Bear Kingdom isn't numbered is the thing. Oh, okay. But Very we can't well. talk about it. Let's just dip into it now that yeah. I'm on the page. Because this is that's the chronological release order. Well, thank you very much for informing me of the chronological release mm-hmm. order. Yeah, I've got, I've got to get the time. We're, we're some research-focused podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what year did this come out in? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> 2017. That's not that long ago. <laughs> Donald J. Trump was president of the United States when this movie came out. On a and you can TV tell movie. based on the audience rating, you can tell that things got worse in 2017. When the Queen Bear and her daughter, Princess Canoe, <laughs> visit okay. right. the Eastern Valley, an epic war breaks out. Mm-hmm. Rogue Wolves versus the Western Pack and the Bear Army. Now it's up to Sneaky Claude and Rut to help Princess Canoe return home to regain control of her kingdom there's a lot of fucking factional like racial like conflict going on in the alpha and omega universe there's a lot of violence that would i'm you not like thrilled to know, about would you like to know the one trivia fact yes please the last film animated by digitalis studio in india which permanently closed shortly afterward mm, mm. ripped ripped to the motherland um this is modi's fault i know it I would like to read you the top review. Oh, good. (laughs) Not the Alpha and Omega that I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This sequel is the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Alpha and Omega is my favorite, and this sequel ruins it. This is just completely bad. Please bring back the Alpha and Omega I know, and like, please, I beg you. I can't believe we found the person that makes up the Alpha and Omega demographic that, wow, okay, we'll talk about our data in a sec, but you can really tell this must have been, this is the split that where the the fans turn on the franchise. This person's review on Alpha and Omega, the original. Oh, you found their original review. Excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. My favorite movie of all time. This review was left on March 3rd, 2018. I just want you to know. Um, I love this movie so much. It's really good. I highly recommend to everyone who hasn't seen this movie to check it out. Sequels are good too, except for Journey to Bear Kingdom. Do not watch that. Also, I love a and and its franchise. Now, this sounds like a young person, so, like, yeah. I support them for I'm, being I'm sure. for being true to their heart. Um, but the fervor with which they address this is still funny. It's hysterical. Uh, have you ever meet a read-another-book person except it's for the Alpha and Omega franchise? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Too bad they haven't left a, a review on, uh, now we're back, uh, to Alpha and Omega, the big freeze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... No, I do want you to understand that at this point, uh, Ben Diskin is still Humphrey, but uh, wow. Hayden Panettiere has been gone since movie two. Thank you. I'm so glad that Hayden has standards. She is gone. She's too busy being sidelined in a different franchise. In Kingdom Hearts 3, yes. <laughs> um... So, Caden Humphrey set out to look for food to store for the winter, but caught up in trap by a deadly 
Blizzard. Now it's up to the pups, Stinky Claudette and Runt, along with the help of Brent the Bear Cub and sure. Agnes the Feisty Porcupine, to mm-hmm. find the two missing wolves and bring them back home safe and sound. So this is the the goat story of Goat Story Two of of the Alpha and Omega franchise. Goat uh, story? Oh boy. Yeah, that's a, that's a Czech children's film. I'll send you a video about it. We don't. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, but but it's another movie where the parents go missing. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, so I don't have any thoughts on this one. It just is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top review says left me ice cold. One out of ten stars. Got him. <laughs> Fucking hire this person for your writing team. For real, uh, truly, and that's for f u r for real. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so, we've been uh, alpha and omega pilled. This is terrible. <laughs> um, I am a wolf girl. You do know that about me, right? Yeah, I know, one hundred percent. Okay, great. So now this is where I wanted to get to. This is the yeah, the yeah, alpha, yeah. if you will, of mm-hmm. of the sequels. Um, you know how if a franchise goes on for too long, <laughs> they eventually they eventually have to go to space, right? <laughs> this is this is uh, the other aspect of that. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, Alpha and Omega Dino Digs. You may be asking, hey, doesn't the Alpha and Omega franchise take place in the modern day? And the answer to that would be yes. <laughs> Forced to relocate their den, Kate, Humphrey, and the pups befriend Amy, a dinosaur, who what needs to fuck? stop digging before a T-Rex's spirit emerges, just like hers did. Oh now they will have to work together before it's too late. So they're not even just dinosaurs, they're dinosaur ghosts! Yep. Yeah, I can't believe this one got a fucking <laughs> 3.5 on IMDb and a 1.3 on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie sounds like it fucking owns. Um, so I do want to send you a couple of screenshots um, mm-hmm. from from our good friends at IMDb.com. Oh my god! Here they come. Oh lord! There's no way that was in the actual movie. Oh. That's gotta be an animation rig. There's no way. I guess you know more about animation mm, than me, but... Are you sure? Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, boy, oh boy. So, folks, um... <coughs> for a movie that was made in uh, the year of our Lord 2016, um, it sure does look like a Windows screensaver from 2004. Which is not to shit on the artists doing this, it's to shit on the budget that they got to work with. Um, yeah. Yeah, listen, animation is hard. Again, we're not, we are not trying to make fun of animators. Um, they did probably need, like, f- five more people and maybe five million more dollars to, to get this to look good. I would like to read you the trivia about this movie. Oh, Please. It's not fully explained how Amy was able to remember everything that happened 65 million years ago. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, you just like how elephants never forget. It's probably the same principle. Uh, this was originally meant to be the seventh movie in the franchise. Oh, yeah, but they had to move it back because it would mess up the continuity, I understand. Absolutely. Um, production lasted for a year, which, folks, um, that's you can, too short. You can tell, yeah. Folks... That's too short. Um, but the original script for the movie was rewritten 
when Splash Entertainment was given the rights to the franchise. So not only did it not have enough time, it got rewritten in the middle. Ah, yeah, yeah. So that's always a good sign. That's why it looks like a 2004 screensaver. I'm yeah. so sorry to anybody who worked on that film. Yeah, you no, deserve better. pour one out. Um, wow, yeah. Um, uh, last fun fact. The dances sequences were originally not supposed to be in the movie. In the dinosaur movie? There's dance sequences. They weren't originally supposed to be in there. I guess not, huh? Mm-mm. Well. So that's Dino Digs. You want to talk about your data? So halfway through watching Alpha and Omega, I got extremely, like, it felt like I was at the dentist getting my teeth cleaned because I could feel every terrible line in my bones. Um, so I started, just, I was like, I wonder what's going on. I look at the Wikipedia, look at the IMDb. I'm just like, oh shit, there's, there's fucking eight movies in this franchise. Uh, and because I like spreadsheets, I just started putting them and their IMDb ratings, uh, into uh, a little graph. And Layla helpfully went on to Rotten Tomatoes and converted the audience score into a, at a 10 point scale. Um, so you can really judge, you can really judge the quality, um, based on, uh, our data uh so you there's a pretty wide you know there's, there's a pretty consistent slope uh as far as the imdb ratings go you know alpha and omega starts at a 5.2 uh really hits a high point it, with great wolf uh games and legend of sawtooth cave with a 5.3 but after that there's just a pretty steady decline uh unfortunately uh however uh using layla's great data set um we could really really start to see how the fan reaction um, changed uh, as far as I had the, uh, you know, the, the franchise goes. Uh, okay. So essentially what happens, right, is um, we start with Alpha and Omega to 4.1, and this it's pretty bad. But as Layla pointed out, all of the fake fans get off at one. <laughs> And the fucking rider dies come in for holiday adventure, uh, and it's got a six point four. Like, all right, that's a watchable movie. Um, Great Wolf Games gets a five point seven. That's like okay. It shoots up to seven point two <laughs> with the Legend of Sawtooth Cave, apparently a cinematic masterpiece. Um, and then from there, uh, Family Vacation does fine. It's like a five point three. And then the last ones are all in the two point five, two point four range, just fucking tanking. Uh, the last three, there's a huge decline, uh, as we, as, 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 um, as embodied in the spirit of that one commenter, you know, really the death knell of the franchise. Uh, you hate to see it. Yeah. I think it's interesting that their, their, uh, uh, review lined up with the, you know, the last three movies being in the, uh, the pits as it were. Listen, that preteen right. knows her alpha and omega. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. They were right. <laughs> like truly, truly, uh, a precipitous drop between family vacation and journey to bear mountain bear kingdom. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Just a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun with graphs. Um, I'm sure all of you listening really care about the graphing that we did. Um, but, uh, I, I thought it was a useful, uh, expenditure of our time. Uh, Layla, do we, do we have anything else for Alpha and Omega? No, but I, I would like you to post this graph when you post this episode on our Tumblr.com. Yeah. Uh, Mortifypod.tumblr.com and, and Twitter. uh, 100%. Mortifypod. Yeah. I think, I think we should share our, our graph with the world. Yeah. No, people need to understand the hard science that we've done. (laughs) 
Ah, uh, Christ, we... Hmm. The problem, the problem, the problem with this podcast, Layla, is that when we don't like something, we talk about it for way too long. Hey, actually, uh, hold on. Uh, that's not a problem with it at all, I think. Okay. Um, I think that's a feature, not a bug. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's what I'm going to say. Audience, listen to me. Tell your fucking friends about this podcast. If you get us popular enough that we get a Patreon, um, us watching Dino Digs will be on the table. I was going to say, like, is this the thing that we, like, start doing Jenny Nicholson style, just, like, breaking down all the terrible movies in the terrible franchise? Yeah, and we'll wear costumes like Jenny Nicholson does. Oh yeah, no, I'll I'll get I'll get a full dinosaur costume if we if we do that. Yeah, I'll dress up as Stinky. I don't know which one of them Stinky is, but I'll dress up. Apparently, as the eldest. <laughs> yeah, so that's those are my parting thoughts to you, Aaron. Is that yes, we talk about the things that uh, we didn't like for an hour, but also pay us money and we'll talk about it. We'll do it more. We'll do it more because. We love Schadenfreude as a species. Um, uh, Layla, when we are not inflicting psychic pain on each other in the form of a podcast, where else can we be found on the internet? You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. I'm still playing Elden Ring, so I'm not talking that much. Um, you could find me on Twitter at AaronSXL, where I tweet about tabletop RPGs and health policy. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel that's at AAVoit, where I review tabletop games. And for Kingdom Hearts' uh, 20th anniversary, I'll be reviewing Interstitial Our Hearts Intertwined, which is the premier Kingdom Hearts tabletop game. Um, I also do another podcast with my friends uh, Michael and Josh. They're ex-evangelical siblings, and I'm an ex-Catholic. We do a podcast called Bible Boys that's at the Bible Boys. We will be talking about the 2021 Eyes of Tammy Faye, uh, which will be very interesting. So can't wait to share that with you all. Uh, 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 oh, and uh, uh, so next week, uh, speaking of, of the fact that it is Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary, we have a special treat for you, uh, our, our dear listeners, which is to say that we're in a very special episode where we actually premiere our new show on this here Mortified feed. Uh, so you guys are going to hear us and our good, good friend from the Bible Boys, uh, Josh Green. Uh, you're going to hear us talk about uh, Kingdom Hearts and our new show, Simple and Green, where Josh plays through Kingdom Hearts for the first time, and me and Aaron take turns guiding them through. So heads up on that. Yeah, it's much more comprehensible than our Kingdom Hearts standalone episodes. Um, and I get to do a great Mickey Mouse voice, which is, is mainly good. the reason why uh, I did that podcast. It is good. Um, our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla. Aaron. So when... Uh, I had an idea for how to do this, but I've forgotten it. Aaron, um, if you can't fucking remember how to outro our goddamn podcast, I will shove your eyes down your throat so you can watch me tear your carcass open! Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you all uh, in two weeks. <laughs>